Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratcliffe. Well, this was a little bit more of an ordeal normally than most weeks. Technology wasn't working like it should. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I pretty much leave everything, you know, week to week, same setting, same everything. Just what didn't want to work today. So that's the thing with technology there, right? It's great when it works, but it's super frustrating when it doesn't. So welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, everyone. Finally, for me, got it to all work. But I don't know about you guys. I don't know who is all married here, but there's this weird phenomenon that happens when we have guests over to our house. And, you know, every time after the guests leave, I look around and it's like every single light bulb Every lamp, everything that luminesces or illuminates something has been turned on. It's just this weird phenomenon. And I'm giving my wife a hard time and could be another couch night tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But it's just one of those. I don't know. It's funny because you know, even if we have my mom over, it's like all oh, the lamps come on and all the lights come on. And then after they're done, it's like I go around and I turn off all the lamps and I turn off all the lights and it's, uh, it's, it's why I invested in LED bulbs so that, you know, that if I forgot some, I wouldn't have really have to worry about it that much. But anyway, that's just what it's one of those things about being married, just differences about being married. So, you know, last week I, I talked about bearing God's image and what that looks like and how, you know, and how a lot of times we place our value in, in other things other than, you know, what God really has to say about us. And it's really, it was really interesting because this week I, I had multiple conversations about that. And I was actually watching this, this show early on in the week. It was, I think maybe even the day, day that the podcast came out or the day after it was really, I mean, it was like a day or two after I'd recorded the podcast for the week. And I was watching the, this TV show and this guy was going into his boss's office, something had happened at, at work, you know, it essentially he was an alcoholic and drank too much at work, was drunk before this presentation, had to miss his presentation and, and all this stuff. So, you know, they were, they were giving him some time to think about things and to reflect and to, you know, they encouraged him to, to go to rehab or to, really get his, get, you know, get his act together before coming back. Essentially they were letting him go in not so many words, but you know, the guy was saying, you know, if I don't come into the office every day, who am I? You know, it's not like, what am I going to, and he, he asked, you know, what am I going to do? But it, it, but it really kind of summed it up in that, that whole statement of, you know, if I can't come in the office every day, who am I? So like his whole his whole image of himself and, you know, everything was invested in, in this job and in this, in this career. And we, we can get really, I think, really in trouble there because if the, you know, if, if we lose our job or our career changes or, you know, over this last year, my wife and I were talking about today, we're so thankful for, for our jobs. And, you know, we still have, we both had our, both had a job, we're both able to work, 
you know, continue our income. And we weren't worried about that. But, you know, if we were, I know that either one of us, you know, we, we could find a job, we could work somewhere else. You know, I love what I do. I love where I am. But it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally invested 100% in that. Especially with, you know, how I view myself and how I, how I value what I do. I value the gifts I have. I value the gifts that God's given me. I value, you know, my strengths. But it doesn't, you know, those things don't necessarily define who I am. And especially with my job, I, you know, that doesn't define who I am really at all. It's, it's something that God has me in for now. But I know that could change too at any moment or that could go away. And if it does, I'm not going to lose my sense of self-worth because I know my self-worth is, is way more tied into, you know, what God has to say about me than it is into my, my job. And, and then there was this other thing that happened this week. There was a guy who's a, well now, a former pastor and leader in Christian circles. I, I didn't really recognize his name. I recognize the group that he is with, that he's been with. But his his specific name, I wasn't I wasn't that familiar with. So I, I've kind of lost a little bit of knowledge, I guess, in in some of those spheres. It's kind of like you know I used to, used to lead worship and I was really up on all the modern and contemporary Christian or the worship songs, even though I don't like to call them those that. But you know, kind of similar thing. I used to keep up with Christian authors and books and things like that. And so I probably would have known this guy's name. Had a you know during during my pastoral years, full time pastoral years. But anyway, basically he came out and said, "I'm not a Christian anymore," you know, and and he didn't really explain why or the things that he didn't believe. But there was a few things that he said that really resonated with me, and I'll explain for sure because I still very much believe that I am a Christian, believe in, in Jesus and what and his work that he, he's done on the cross for us. But he was, you know, he was talking about that he's free, that he feels way more free. He feel, you know, he was tired of being angry all the time. Feels much more himself and love, you know, he feels a lot more love and things like that. And it just started me reflecting on my own journey. And there was a time back in college, actually, my early years of college, where I almost walked away from from the faith. I, I can't remember if I've shared about this before or not, but, you know, there was, I experienced a lot of what I would call religiosity and Pharisee, Phariseeism, that's a word. There's a lot of people that, that put on a good show, but I could tell in the background there wasn't a lot of substance there really behind the scenes. And I know that's that may seem a little bit judgmental, but I think I think we can tell when someone's just kind of just blowing smoke and and they're not they're not really living the life, and you you can tell. And I got really discouraged. And between if it was you know for me if it was between that and just walking away from the faith, it was if it was between. And the, the, you know these were my thoughts. Like if if that is what Christianity is all about, then I really don't want to have anything to do with it. 
because I could just tell there was just this fakeness. He had to put on this front, and I remember one person specifically, just a comment that they made that I was talking about. It's like, you know, we were in college, and I, you know, this guy was saying, I haven't missed a quiet time since middle school. And I'm thinking, really? Well, I've missed a ton. And it's just that comparison game that we can play. It's like, well, they're they're more spiritual than I am, or they're a better Christian because they haven't missed a quiet time, or they haven't, you know, they they're always reading the Bible and all of this. And you know, it becomes this show and this really this facsimile of what it's really really meant to be. And there's this facade that we put up and these masks that we wear. And again, at that point, that was really a turning point in my faith. Because like I said, if this, you know, if that was what Christian Christianity is all about, if that was what I was supposed to be as a Christian, I really didn't have, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I've talked to you about, you know, being on this journey of freedom for a decade. It was probably really at that point where, and this was 20, 20 plus, or 30, 30 years ago now. Geez, that's how old I am. And it's, you know, I think too, it's like this guy that's walking away from his faith, this pastor, former leader, you know, I was, I, I don't know that I can blame him because he was talking about being angry. And I know when I felt that pressure of having to have all my doctrine in a row and all the, you know, all my ducks lined in a row and everything spelled out and I had to be certain, 100% certain of my beliefs and everything I believed in and all of this, then... I was angry too. Someone disagreed with what I said, or they, you know, they threw in this alternate point of view. Then I, you could probably tell for those that knew me, you know, I was, I've always been pretty even killed, but internally I would get angry because it was threatening. This is like, well, they may have a point. You know, they don't believe what I believe. Well, I'm right and they're wrong, you know, and so I gotta, I've got to convince them that I'm right. And a lot of these beliefs weren't even, it wasn't about Jesus or thing, you know, it was about things like tithing or it was was about things like, you know, all secondary beliefs. And as I've, as I've really, I felt like I've matured in my faith, I've also grown to the point where now I just hang on to things so much more loosely than I used to especially about these secondary beliefs, because it's not a salvation, you know, a lot of these things are not salvation issues. But then we get so uptight and we get so defensive when people disagree with what we, what we, what we believe. And then it becomes this, you know, it's, it becomes this fight of, hey, well, if you don't believe this, then you're not a good Christian. Or, you know, it's, we can play that comparison game. And we can go on and on and on. And so if you're, I just want to encourage you, if you're struggling there, either struggling with your beliefs or you're asking questions, you're having doubts, you know what? God can handle those. There may be some humans that can't, and I will definitely say that. You're going to run into people, and you, you still will, probably throughout your life, of people that can't handle their faith being questioned or their beliefs being questioned. And we have to become okay, I think, 
as we grow in freedom and Jesus, we have to we have to become okay with those doubts, with those questions, and really with wrestling with those things. And I think that's how we grow: is that we we don't just we don't just buy into what our pastor says or what a teacher says or an author or speaker or whoever it is just because they say it, just because they have a platform and they have you know thousands of followers on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or if they've written several books. They don't have the corner on truth. They have their perspective. And if you look, you know, if you look at two at theologians and people that study the Bible for a, a living and they've spent their whole lives studying the Bible, there's theologians that disagree on biblical interpretation of of different things. And we have to keep those things in perspective that you know, if people who spend their lives and the majority of their time, their waking hours studying the Bible, studying the Hebrew and the Greek and all of that, and they can't agree, you know, there's there's some room for, for interpretation there, I think. And so those are the kinds of things I feel that we ha- we need to hang on to loosely and just to, to begin to let go of that. Well, because, I, you know, we could all, you know, almost any point be wrong or be not 100% right on, on our doctrine or things that we believe about our faith. You know, I was saying I've I've changed a lot of my beliefs over the years through the, through the course of my journey. And you know, the the main ones I still cling to are what I would say the essentials of the faith, but there's a lot that I have begun to let go of. So if you're doubting, if you have questions, you know, welcome to the club. I have way more questions now than I think I ever have. And and I'm becoming comfortable with asking those questions and being okay with not not knowing because I, there's this if you look at you know really really the the Christian faith there is so much mystery I mean how can God be um you know all-knowing and all present and all you know the, if we look at these things how can how can the Trinity exist it's okay God and three persons and all of that, you know, and so I don't want, I don't want to start confusing you more if you have questions, but you know, there's, there's some things that we just have to, one that we have to accept that there's some mystery behind it, that we're not going to understand everything. And then two, that God is, you know, apparently God is okay with that because if he wasn't, then he would have spelled out every little last thing in the body. He had the chance, right? He had these writers that wrote the Bible over hundreds of years, probably had the opportunity just to say, hey, write this down just like this, because this is what, you know, there's, here's the doctrine I want you to believe. But it's not about the doctrine, right? It's about the relationship. And I think that, I think that's the point of all of this, too. You know, I wonder, you know, this this pastor, this leader that that gave up his faith. I probably, if I believe the things that he did, if I was in in that space that he he is at, I probably would have given given up my faith as well. And so I have some compassion for him. I can understand that a little bit. Because a lot, you know, those guys in that background of that group that I know. You have to be, you know, you have to be sure if you're a Bible guy and you profess that I'm a biblical scholar and those things, you 
pretty um, staunch in your beliefs, and there's not a lot of room for error in that. And so, and that that can make you angry. And so, you know, I hope this guy at some point realizes that God's not like that. You know, the God's not, he's not a God of anger that he, and I think the wrath that it talks about in the Bible is wrath against sin and how it twists us and makes us less than what he wants for our lives. And I hope this guy understands and begins to understand that, that God's a God of freedom and love and whatever he believed in the past was a version of Christianity that I've, I've been there, not in every way, but in a lot of ways where you have to be certain of your beliefs, you have to be certain of your doctrine and your theology, and it can make you angry. I hope this guy understands that that's that's a version that's out there that I don't think is true. Because as I mentioned, God's wrath, you know, is more directed at sin and what it does to us because we're his kids and he loves us than it, than it is at us in particular even when we don't believe and even when we sin or we go off in the weeds that anger is not directed at us and i think religion teaches that it is but i think this life of freedom is one where it teaches it's more directed at the things that that wound us and twist us and keep us again from becoming the children that that God wants us to become. I think it's also true that the tighter we feel like we need to hold on to our beliefs and our doctrine and theology, that makes us angry as well, because anytime anyone comes at us with something else or something different, then it really is threatening. And so I hope that guy understands too that that's not... Yeah, you know, there's there's different ways to remain a Christian and let go let go of your anger. You don't have to let go of Christianity because you're angry. You probably need to let go of quite a few beliefs. But that's you know, I feel a little bit like this guy's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But I hope I hope God does respond to him and and I hope he listens and understands that you know, that God loves him. He's and he's in a he's in a world of, of freedom. And I hope the I hope he finds freedom. And I hope the same thing for you. And again, if you're struggling, I hope you know that your value is not in the things that you do, but it's in what God says about you. It's in that you know that He's created you and that He He loves you, that you're His child. And as we begin to understand how valued we are, how loved we are, we are, and how much freedom we can have by just resting in the in those facts that we're loved, that we're that we're adored, then that can really move us into the space where you know anger is not an issue, that fear is not an issue, worry is not an issue, because we're beginning to trust more in in the things that God has for us, because we know He loves us. And he, he's not going to lead us into anything that is not best for us. And it may be uncomfortable. He may call us outside of our comfort zone. He may call us into something that we really aren't sure of. 
but we know we can trust him because we're sure of him, regardless of the situation or circumstance, that we can, we can be sure of who God is, we can be sure of our value in him, and learn to walk in this, learn to walk in the freedom, learn to walk in this adventure and this journey that he is constantly inviting us into. And I think if we can get there, even if it's slow, if it's a slow process, then, I mean, just that's really just the greatest, for me, it's the greatest adventure of all. Well, that's it for this week. My prayer for you is, you know, just you are okay with some mystery in your life, in, in, your, in your journey. You're okay with some doubt and some questions that you'll begin really to, to be okay with that yourself. So until next week, my friends, enjoy the journey.